Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. I am here with the Emmy-nominated <laughs> Sheena Shea and Jeremiah Smith from Vanderpump Rules. So it's good to see you guys. And I thought, you know, just a week or so outside of BravoCon, it would be fun to take stock of this phenomenon that we've been a part of for many years now. Yeah. And yeah. still cannot believe it. And so I would say, Sheena, what was life like before Vanderpump Rules? If you can go back in time, what was life like when we started working together on the project in 2011? Tell me, tell me everything. Where were you? The Sir Project. Yes. The, originally. That's right. The Untitled LA Project, yeah, as we put uh, on right? our calls. Right. <clears throat> My voice, as you can hear, is still struggling post BravoCon. All good. But gosh, going back to like 2011, I mean, I was a server at Villa Blanca. Yeah. I was auditioning for jobs. I was acting, I was hosting, and I never thought I would be on an Emmy-nominated reality show in 2023. It was unthinkable at the time, and I often say that I think one of the achievements of the show is not just its relevance, but its longevity. It's really hard to last that long. There are no odds on it. And at a certain point, once the show keeps coming back, then I think sometimes people take for granted that it will continue to run. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. And that's why I'm proud of the Emmy nomination, right? Is that for that to happen in its 10th season, Jeremiah, what was it like for you to come back to the show after a year off and then helm something that was nominated for an Emmy? I mean, it was it was crazy. I took, so I, I yeah, I was, as you know, I worked on the show season one through eight, and then that's when COVID happened. And I took a couple years off. My wife, my family and I, we bought a sailboat and lived on a sailboat, and we were off like sailing around the Caribbean. And you called me, I remember, I'll yeah. never forget. It was like April of 2021, uh, yeah. right? And you're like, hey, I know you're uh, sailing around the world, yeah. but do you want to come back for season 10 of <laughs> Vanderpump Rules? And I was like, yes. I do, um, and I, I was so happy to come back because I've loved working on this show since the beginning. It's been like such a big part of my life, um, and to come back and be running it now uh, was such an honor, and then to have that be like the season that got nominated for an Emmy, I mean, it's just literally something I never expected because you see like the shows that are getting nominated, it's like, you know, it's like all these high brush. It's like Queer Eye and Paul <laughs> and Top Chef. And it's like, well, we're the guilty pleasure show. So to like break through into like the mainstream of an Emmy nomination, like literally never, never expected it. Well, I feel like what happened in the friend group this year, you know, was so raw and real. And yes. you had those moments, not to toot my own horn, but you know that last conversation in the last episode of last yeah. season with Sandoval and I, it, like, and it, with him and Ariana as well, it doesn't get more real than so that. So raw. Yeah. I literally cried watching, because I wasn't there the day you spoke to Sandoval. Yeah. And like, when I saw it, I was just like, tears, like running down my face, like just so fucking hard. I didn't know how they were gonna be able to edit that scene. Yeah. You know, when you film something like that, it's over an hour, sometimes an hour and a half long conversation. I'm like, how are they going to take this and make it into a few minutes? And I remember at the FYC event, I met the editor who worked on that 
scene. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, you captured every emotion, every moment in that. And it was incredible. And he was so thankful. He's like, I just, I, you know, it took me so long to do. And I just, <laughs> I, I hoped I did a good job. And I'm like, no, you literally captured the entire essence of that conversation. And it was incredible. I, I, it's, you know, why sometimes bristled are being called a guilty pleasure and not to be, uh, you know, self-aggrandizing, but we're also a really good show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, and I would say that that is all the way around. And by the way, then we'll stop blowing smoke up our own asses. <laughs> but, but it feels are, so good. But, but, it, <laughs> but, but it's true though. And it's a commitment from everyone all the way around. And, you know, I've often said when we've done press for the, this past season that, I do not think there is another show that could have picked up cameras the way that we did. And that is, that's, you know, something that we all hold together. I don't think there's another group of participants on a show that would have been that willing to be that open in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the power of it. And then I think the agility of the team is remarkable. So I could not be more proud. I have to credit you guys because, you know, we should have been done by oh, then. Yeah. Like, we're like, the season's over. And when we reached out to you and we're like, all right, guys, this is happening. Yeah. We're going back up. Like, not one of you protested. You were just like, all right, let's go. Yeah, and it wasn't bring, just bring like on. one day. It was like two weeks. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I, almost at a certain point, we're like, we could keep shooting and make another season. Oh, wait, we have yeah. a reunion. Right. Which was an original question of, you know, how much should we save for the reunion? And thank God Jeremiah was one of the advocates for shooting right away, <laughs> knowing that we would have lost the emotions of the moment. And it would, it's far different, right? Yeah. I mean, when you're on a stage with yeah. a whole bunch of people. Well, going back in time, so the other thing, Sheena, that's remarkable to me is the difficult experience that you had initially on the show because you were the outsider. You were coming over from yeah. Villa Blanca. And then the other thing is dealing with all of the Brandy stuff. But for you to have the balls to have that conversation with Brandy, something like, what were you thinking at the time? I don't even know if I was thinking. <laughs> I just, I knew that it was a conversation I needed to have. And if that was going to happen in front of the world, you know, so be it. I'm a person who will always admit when I'm wrong. I will always apologize and own up to anything I've done. So in that moment, I knew I owed this woman a conversation and apology and so much more. So if that needed to happen with cameras there, then I was like, you know what, bring them. This is something that I was a part of. And although I did not know this person was married, I continued to believe him every time there was a red flag. And I felt like I needed to have that conversation with her face to face because it was something that was weighing so heavy on my heart and soul. And it just so happened that was in front of the world. But I mean, the most seamless transition in reality Ever. television history. Well, and one that is often imitated, but, you know, can never be replicated because yeah. of the circumstances of it. But I thought that really, I thought the bravery that you and Brandy showed and the vulnerability on both sides. And to me, the way that it crossed the hour and we sort of moved from Brandy's POV to yours mm -hmm. was um, very cool. And to me, you know, became, I don't know, something that set the tone for the show in the first place, where this was a show that went there, right? Yeah. And I thought, you know, even in when we initially shot what's called a presentation to get the show picked up in the first place. So we, you know, did sort of a canvas of potential participants in the show, and we zeroed in on an obvious friend group that had the messiest relationships with each other, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I always say, like, that cast sort of selected themselves. Um, and then we shot a few scenes 
And we ended up essentially using all of them uh, in the show itself. We sort of shot them to test whether we had a show, right? Whether we had mm -hmm. the makings of it. And one of the scenes that we shot was you and Stasi having a confrontation, obviously, that became memorable. Yeah. You know, of the home-wrecking whore. You literally are taking shirtless pictures with Sheena, the home-wrecking whore. But, but again, I, I would just say that there are plenty of people that are not up to having that conversation and putting that out there for a national television audience. Really tough. How do you handle the criticism that comes with putting yourself out there in this way? And then I want to move to, for example, a week ago at BravoCon. But how do you, how do you handle it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it definitely takes a certain type of person to be in this industry. It is not for everyone. You have to just really be a strong person inside and try to stay out of the comment section and not let what people say get to you. But it's impossible. You wouldn't be human if nothing ever got to you, you know? So for me, I just try and remind myself that I'm telling my truth, that I'm putting it all out there, and that eventually in whatever version of the story we're telling of mine, I know I'm helping someone. Someone's able to relate to me. Someone's been in this position before. Yeah. And uh, I just do my best to try and prove that I'm so much more than that. That, yes, I was in an unfortunate situation when I was 21 years old. I'm now 38 and a half. But <laughs> 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 Who's counting? <laughs> you know? But, um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so I feel like just trying to be the most authentic version of myself and being as open and honest is all I can do and let people say what they're and Jeremiah yeah. how do you as production manage that because there's this feedback loop right yeah. and you don't want the outside noise and it's never been greater than it was this season which we'll get to to then impact people being themselves because the interesting thing is documenting reality not documenting people's response to a comment section how do you yeah. handle that no it's hard and it's honestly it's only gotten harder and it's gotten worse because like we, when we started in 2012 like there weren't podcasts that were covering mm -hmm. our show there weren't meme accounts and fan accounts and subreddits and all these places that people could share their opinions thanks for tuning in to this exclusive preview of bravo's newest podcast bravo's hot mic in this podcast series we're telling the real stories behind the shows you love taking you behind the scenes through conversations with your favorite Bravo celebrities and the producers who brought some of television's most iconic moments to life. If you want the full interview, make your way to bravotv.com backslash podcast. Sign up now to unlock access to all our podcast interviews.